Cats had become visibly nervous, constantly looking over their shoulders to see if they were being followed. Roté began to fear that they might be planning to flee. The police inspectors themselves had also become uneasy, for by the spring of 1942 Paris was full of posters put up by the resistance saying that the French police were no better than the German Gestapo and should be shot in legitimate self-defence. On the 14th of February, Picon and Femme Brunet were seen buying tickets at the Gare Montparnasse for a train the following morning to Le Mans, and then arranging for three large suitcases to travel with them in the goods wagon. Rotet decided that the moment had come to move. At three o'clock on the morning of the 15th of February, 60 police inspectors set out across Paris to make their arrests. Over the next 48 hours, they banged on doors, forced their way into houses, shops, offices and storerooms, searched cellars and attics, pigsties and garden sheds, larders and cupboards. They came away with notebooks, addresses, false IDs, explosives, revolvers, tracts, expertly forged ration books and birth certificates, typewriters, blueprints for attacks on trains and dozens of torn postcards, train timetables and tickets – the missing halves destined to act as passwords when matched with those held by people whose names were in the notebooks. When Picard was picked up, he tried to swallow a piece of paper with a list of names. In his shoes were found addresses, an anti-German flyer, and 5,000 francs. Others, when confronted by Rote's men, shouted for help, struggled, and tried to run off. Two women bit the inspectors. As the days passed, each arrest led to others. The police picked up journalists and university lecturers, farmers and shopkeepers, concierges and electricians, chemists and postmen, and teachers and secretaries. From Paris, the net widened to take in Cherbourg, Tours, Nantes, Evreux, Saintes, Poitiers, Ruffec, and Angoulême. Rote's inspectors pulled in Picon's wife Germaine, also a teacher and the mother of two small daughters. She was the liaison officer for the Communist Party in Rouen. They arrested Georges Politzer, a distinguished Hungarian philosopher who taught at the Sorbonne, and his wife, May, Vincennes, a strikingly pretty midwife who had dyed her blonde hair black as a disguise for her work as a courier and typist for the underground, and not long afterwards, Charlotte Delbeau, assistant to the well-known actor-manager Louis Jouvet. Then there was Marie-Claude Vaillant-Couturier, femme tricanée, niece of the creator of the Babar stories, and contributor to the clandestine edition of L'Humanité, and Danielle Casanova, femme number one de Ballard, a dental surgeon from Corsica, a robust, forcible woman in her thirties, with bushy black eyebrows and a strong chin. May, Marie-Claude, and Danielle were old friends. When taken to Paris's central prefecture and questioned, some of those arrested refused to speak, others were defiant, others scornful. They told their interrogators that they had no interest in politics, that they knew nothing about the resistance, that they had been given packets and parcels by total strangers. Husbands said that they had no idea what their wives did all day, mothers that they had not seen their sons in months. Day after day, Rote and his men questioned the prisoners, brought them together in ones and twos, wrote their reports, and then set out to arrest others. What they did not put down on paper was that the little they were able to discover was often the result of torture, of slapping around, punching, kicking, 
beating about the heads and ears, and threats to families, particularly children. The detainees should be treated, read one note written in the margin of a report, avec égard, with consideration. The words were followed by a series of exclamation marks. Torture had become a joke. When, towards the end of March, what was now known as L'Affaire Piquant was closed down, Rotet announced that the French police had dealt a decisive blow to the resistance. Their haul included three million anti-German and anti-Vichy tracts, three tons of paper, two typewriters, eight Ronio machines, 1,000 stencils, 100 kilos of ink, and 300,000 francs. 113 people were in detention, 35 of them women. The youngest of these was a 16-year-old schoolgirl called Rosa Floch, who was picked up as she was writing Vive les Anglais on the walls of her...